pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in the morning hookup. Have a great Ooh. Monday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's how I feel. It's so cold still. Whoa, whoa. That's all right. Let's heat it up. Evan Bland, Maha World Herald. Evan, happy Monday. Actually, let me, let me start. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving week. I'll, I'll bring the heat. We'll, we'll warm this thing up today. There you go. I love it. See, I went happy Thanksgiving week because it's not really a happy Monday because it's another mm. gut punch of a Saturday. Uh, but we got Thanksgiving week coming up. Are you guys, how long does it take to prepare coming into Thanksgiving week? And uh, what do you guys do? Do you have family coming to town and all the good stuff? <laughs> So I actually already have a head start on it. I have some in-laws in the Holdridge area, so went down there yesterday, and it was one of those things where I, you know, you don't know if there's going to be any kind of news that comes down. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll be ready to head back if I have to. But we're out here having having some turkey and mashed potatoes, and then, uh, you know, when Nebraska plays Iowa, personally, um, I have some family in Des Moines, so I, I stop on the way like a day before and do it there, and then. Head to the game. So uh, nice. usually on the road, but it works out pretty well. Nice. And we've had this conversation with Will and I so far. Uh, obviously, there's turkey and some people do ham. Is there a favorite side dish at, at one of the places you're like, all right, I can't wait to get there to have this? I mean, it's got to be mashed potatoes. Mm, yes. Right? Like, you have that stuff mashed up well. You get some of the, the thick gravy on there. And, yeah, you, you, you mix that with the meat. or the It goes with anything, the biscuits, whatever else you're having. You, you whip that in there. It makes it all better. And when you have people that do it well, I mean, that's you, that's when you overeat. And that's when you don't want to get full and you try to beat your, your, uh, you know, your, your stomach before your brain realizes you're full. Those are the meals that you don't want to end. So, yeah, give me your team mashed potatoes. Oh, man, those are the best. Now I'm hungry. And you did heat it up because they got to be really hot. So. That, that's amazing. Uh, Evan, we go back to Saturday. Um, you know, the game was the game. Um, when you look at it, I was just, we were just telling, I was there. I was freezing cold. Uh, shout out all the fans that took the time to go. I thought it was like 90% full. There were some pockets, but it wasn't as bad as I think it could have been. Now, the second half, different story. People figured out that they could go probably a local establishment, and it was really warm, so they stayed at their uh, their place. But um, was your feeling kind of like mine? You're like, ah, we're up 14 to three, and all of a sudden they score 14 to nine because they went for two and missed. And you're like, oh no, here it comes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and I think anybody who's followed the team for a while kind of knew that that was the way it was going to go. Um, you know, just being down on the sideline talking to some other media folks, it's like we've seen this story. Uh, more than a dozen times in the last five years. And sure enough, the offense can't sustain a drive that could at least kill some of the clock. Wisconsin gets it back at midfield with three minutes and change, and you just knew that was going to be how it was going to end. You didn't maybe know that um, you know Graham Mertz would connect on a wheel route to get him <laughs> down into the into the first and goal situation, but you know there, there's always something different. And, and it, in a lot of ways, it reminded me of the Minnesota game where – they pitch a first half shutout, but you know the opposition continues to hammer it away on the ground, hammer it away on the ground. Uh, whether that's because that's what they want to do or because that's all they really can do, but it wears down 
the defense and uh, ultimately the uh, Wisconsin like Minnesota before it was able to rally um, as, as a team that really doesn't do that very much. They're not built to come from behind. They're built to get that lead and sit on the clock and, and sort of bleed it out. So uh, all the more painful, I think, especially because that was probably the most average Wisconsin team we've seen in 10 to 15 years, just sort of spitballing. That was a very beatable team to do it here. There's Nebraska got Casey Thompson back. So uh, another gut punch. It, it, this one felt a little, uh, I don't know, a little more painful in the sense that it, you felt like maybe if nothing else, they could end the drought against the Badgers this year, that that would be sort of a, the little highlight in a, in a lost season. Um, but ultimately it just ends up being another painful footnote. We're talking to Evan Bland. Yeah, Evan and Hooks was kind of talking about the play calling. Hooks has been critical of the play calling all year, which I understand. Uh, but on Saturday, it seemed tough to kind of get the run game going with the O-line. I mean, is it me or I thought that O-line looked the worst all season long on Saturday. Right, yeah, I mean, they didn't get much going at all. Uh, you know, Anthony Grant into the pile a few times, and then it's just kind of like, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to go away from that and go to the pass and, uh, like you said, being in those conditions, that's not a favorable passing weather game with gusting winds and sub-freezing temperatures and all this. And so, uh, you know, it, it's tough because at some point, like the the game plan would say, yeah, you need to run the ball, you need to control some clock. But when you're not doing anything because your blockers aren't opening up any lanes, you don't really have much of a choice. And, and you're just sort of left with Casey Thompson to make a play, whether that's scrambling the way he did a number of times, whether that's, uh, you know, rolling out and trying to throw down field. There just aren't a lot of options left at this point. And I think, you know, the most disappointing thing when it comes to play calling to me is what Mark Whipple's calling now, it's what he called at Pitt last year, and it worked well because he had the players and the personnel to pull it off. You know, he had a Heisman Trophy uh, finalist and, and Kenny Pitt, Pickett, and, and, and you know, it, it looked a lot better, and they just, they just don't have that this year. And so I think maybe the most disappointing part of how these last few weeks have played out have been the lack of ability or willingness to adjust and, and, and try to find a way to move the ball and, and score some points or at least kill some clock uh, in a way that, that maybe isn't your plan A but is in a way that uh, is the most likely for you to, to win a game and, and put you in the best chance to do that. So I think it was another example of that, and, man, talk about offensive frustrations you have Iowa next that uh, they just they don't they don't give up points and they find a way to make plays defensively every week uh, it's going to be another tough challenge for Nebraska to finish this thing out unfortunately is uh, this feels similar uh, not probably the same but similar to an NFL team with a uh, defense I believe that has played good enough for the three of the last four uh, games to win taking out Michigan I think they did well there as well but what could be said about what Bill Bush has done with the same group and then with that, what he's done, like 130 yards less of offense and of defense that they've done, 10 or so less points they've given up, and the fact you're seeing some development. I thought Hausman is developing into a – he's going to be a really good Big Ten linebacker. Yep, I, I totally agree. And I think if – you know, you talk about uh, like Northwestern and the fact that they're, you know, 1-10 in 10 now, they're probably going to go 1-11 with that win over Nebraska. Like, if you were to play Nebraska-Northwestern now, I, you know, I'm fairly confident Nebraska would win by 13 points mm-hmm. just because of they'd be able to stop that offense with what they did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the defense has come a long way from giving up nearly 100 to Georgia Southern and Oklahoma in consecutive weeks. Um, Hausman certainly, these last two or three weeks especially, I think is – Coming to his own as a playmaker, um, you never want to see injuries, but that injury to oh, Nick Henrich uh, really did open the door for him, and, and that's going to make him and 
if he stays at Nebraska and you'd think that he would, it would make them better in the years to come in that way too. Uh, Malcolm Hartzog is the other guy that you'd throw in there uh, who had another pick, very much a wind-aided pick uh, on, on Saturday, but he's been opportunistic too. And so you have some pieces there. There's no doubt. Uh, to me, I think the most encouraging thing about these last few weeks have been their, their, the defense's ability to stop the being gashed in the run game. I mean, Wisconsin had the 22-yard run by Braylon Allen in the fourth quarter, but other than that, I don't think they had anything longer than like 11 yards. And when you think about Nebraska-Wisconsin over the last handful of years, you're thinking about you know running backs running wide open and, and missed assignments and missed gaps and things like that. And so when you have that part down, then the next step for Nebraska just becomes getting getting – deeper getting bigger getting stronger all that stuff but they're limiting um you know what have been four pretty good running teams uh with the best rushers that the big 10 has to offer they they had they held their own generally speaking in those last four weeks so it is a testament i think to uh clear teaching by bill bush mickey joseph said that players have said that where uh they just they understand what they're doing they understand what the defense is trying to accomplish and they've generally played sound football they've tackled better um so yeah, I mean, I think when you look back at this season as lost as it's going to end up being, um, I, I think your two highlights will have been, one, the improvement of special teams from awful to decent, and then uh, defensively their, their in-season progress uh, to being a, a sound unit would be pretty encouraging, too. We're talking to Evan Bland. Uh, Evan, it was senior day. Was there any surprises to you of somebody who walked or somebody who didn't walk? Well, you know, it's hard to say because there's just not a lot of meaning to it. And, and Casey Thompson was Exhibit A afterwards saying, you know, he walked uh, because he didn't at Texas when he was there and he sort of regretted it and he wanted to experience it, but it doesn't mean that he will be coming back or that he won't be coming back. Uh, it's just part of the experience. So it's hard for me to read too much into what some of those guys do. I think some of the maybe like the fourth-year walk-on types, you can probably say that, yeah, they've they've – experienced what they want to and they're moving on um you know i think oshan mathis was a guy who walked and who's made it pretty clear from the beginning that this was a one-year thing for him and that he wanted to turn his attention to the nfl so even though he could come back i would be surprised if he did um you know garrett nelson not walking i think was notable uh just because again he's he's somebody who's been really invested in this program and, and maybe has another year of development and tape that would benefit him before he were to turn his attention to the next level. So uh, it just, it, it's weird, right? Like these senior days, because it, it, four years ago, if you were a senior, it was pretty cut and dry that that was it for you. And if you were an underclassman who was going to go pro, well, you're just, you know, you're not part of the ceremonies. And now it's become, uh, you know, not only will, will so-and-so return, but will they go pro? Will they enter the transfer portal? Uh, you know, w- what's their next step? So it's been pretty complicated, especially, uh, you know, in the wake of the COVID year and the transfer portal. So it'll be interesting. I mean, Nebraska's got, oh, what's the number? Mid-20s to, to low-30s in guys who could come back and who have or will have their uh, their degrees in hand. So that's the other part of it, too, is these guys have graduated. Do they want to go through another football season or do they want to move on in one capacity or another? So I think really it's, it's less about maybe who walked last Saturday and, and more about the decisions that are going to come whenever a new coach is made here in the next uh, little bit. Evan, obviously we have Iowa coming up on Friday, but a lot of the uh, program's attention are going to be whether there is an announcement or not. Would it be this week, or is it going to be the uh, after the game? 
Um, does it tell you anything if they make an announcement but before the game or after the game coming up? Well, my sense is still that it'll be after. I mean, I think part of the reason it's been so quiet in the, in the coaching search front is because Trev has really respected that this season he's wanted to put the attention on this group of coaches and this group of players uh, and not have it overshadowed by a hire. So I, my guess is if he and Nebraska had their way, they would like to get through the Iowa game, let it be about this group one more time before you turn your attention to what's next. I don't know that you know, if they were to make an announcement in the next day or two, uh, that would really overshadow the game, right? Like there's just there's not a lot on the line from the Nebraska perspective other than sort of spoiling Iowa's hopes at a Big Ten West title. So not to say that it couldn't happen this week or that it might get leaked uh, here in the next couple of days, but I think um, wanting to respect the game, wanting to maybe get through Thanksgiving weekend when a lot of uh, maybe university employees are out on holiday, things like that. It probably makes sense to wait. And if you're hiring somebody who is with another team currently, you'd like for them to be able to complete their regular season mm-hmm. at least um, before that attention starts to turn to what's next for them. And, you know, there's still plenty of time in terms of getting a new guy in here and, and starting to re-recruit the roster before the transfer portal opens on December 5th and the signing day period, early signing period after that. So, there's still, I think, plenty of time to finish this thing out. My Again, my hunch would be it would be after Iowa, maybe Saturday, Sunday, something like that next weekend. But, um, again, we've sort of been on high alert for a while. You never know how this thing may play out, how it may come together quickly. Um, but I do think the the respect they've showed for this current season and want, not wanting it to be overshadowed is probably the overriding um, maybe detail that I would look at. Well, hopefully everyone continues to man, uh, to mute every fan account who claims to know. <laughs> Everyone has a source, right? They do. They do. Barbershops. Uh, somebody from Minnesota has a cousin in Texas. Uh, now we got airplanes flying everywhere, and it must be right. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't. I never realized how many airplanes are flying around all at once. You know, you don't care about it for eleven and a half months, and then all of a sudden, everybody's flying. So, um, yeah, I guess we're keeping track of that a little closer now. Yeah, well, Evan, man, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, safe travels when you're out there, and have a you, you and the family have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Thanks, Jens. Same to you guys. Thanks, Evan. Evan Blaine, Omaha World Herald, right there. Uh, good stuff. Go check him out on the Omaha World Herald out there. So let's take a break. We come back. Go! World Cup time.